baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jordana on vacation uh, all week long, so it's just uh, Adam solo this week. Uh, confirmed today, the universe is... University of Minnesota under investigation by the Department of Education for Title VI violations. That uh, violating, I guess, discrimination against any race or ethnic group by a institution that's funded federally. And joining us to talk about it is the man who requested that investigation, Richard Painter, who's a law professor at the University of Minnesota. He joins us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, explain, is this directly a result, uh, Richard, uh, to your request, you and former Regent Michael Shue, that request? So is this investigation based on your request? I believe so, yes. Uh, others have complained uh, about uh, what's going on in the College of Liberal Arts at the University of Minnesota. And essentially it's this, that uh, we have uh, faculty uh, departments uh, that want to put out official faculty statements on Palestine uh, about the situation in the Middle East and the uh, Hamas terrorist attacks on October 7 uh, of 2023, which uh, uh, appear to justify or excuse the terrorist attacks uh, and uh, really are extremely uh, hostile to Israel. And this is, of course, free speech. Uh, faculty members have every right to express their opinions either individually or collectively. But the websites of the departments of the College of Liberal Arts uh, at the University of Minnesota are for students to consult on academic requirements, um, uh, faculty contact information, uh, courses and the like. And if we have these statements on the faculty, on the website, faculty statements attacking Israel in this matter, uh, what we're going to have is a situation where there's uh, departments for Jewish students Many Jewish students simply are not going to want to study. We have this in the Gender Women's Studies Department, uh, the uh, Comparative Literature and Cultural Studies Department, and some others. And uh, these websites need to come down, and the faculty members express their views on the Middle East, whatever those views are, in their individual capacity, not on taxpayer-funded websites uh, for the university. So those statements, as of this moment, are still up on university websites? Yes, I believe they are, and we have been for weeks urging that these statements be taken down. And I would urge the same thing if people put up statements that Muslim students and Arab students were offended by, whether it's about the situation in Israel or, or anything else. I mean, we have quite a few feminists who believe strongly that traditional Muslim attire for women is degrading for women and so forth, and they'd be free to express that opinion. But if I saw any faculty statements uh, condemning uh, traditional uh, Muslim uh, attire uh, and clothing on our university websites, I would be uh, filing a similar complaint immediately. Uh, it's just not appropriate. This is not academic freedom for faculty to be using official university websites in this manner. We have reached out to uh, the University of Minnesota to get a response, also trying to get some clarification from the U.S. Department of Education. As far as you know, is these website the statements on the website 
the impetus for this investigation, or are there other instances of either alleged anti-Semitism or anti-Muslim activities or speeches or anything else at the university that might have uh, triggered this investigation? Well, we have had other instances uh, where uh, Jewish professors have been um, uh, harangued uh, by uh, colleagues and others, uh, accused of doxing when they're not. They're simply uh, 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 watching what's going on at these pro-Hamas rallies on, on campus. Uh, we have had other incidents. Uh, and it's not just uh, uh, Jewish students who are victimized when faculty behave this way. Uh, uh, the College of Liberal Arts is very inconsistent in their approach to faculty speech, and uh, they penalize the speech they don't like, and the speech they like, they let happen. Uh, this is exactly what the University of Pennsylvania got in trouble for in that U.S. House hearing. Uh, there needs to be a consistent approach to academic freedom, and we need to put our students first, not our faculty uh, opinions uh, on either side of a, of a matter such as this or anything else. And just to be clear, you mentioned if these professors uh, or you know or doctors had put these statements, uh, issued these statements on their own website or um, in another avenue, that you'd be completely fine with it. Well, absolutely, the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and uh, if I want to put a uh, Republican a GOP yard sign in my yard or a DFL yard sign or someone else wants to put a Hamas yard sign, they can go right on ahead. But uh, we don't put uh, uh, on the university websites uh, statements supporting the DFL, the GOP, or Hamas. Uh, there are, there's an important distinction here. Uh, the First Amendment uh, the United States Constitution, of course, guarantees freedom of speech to say anything you want. If people want to advocate for communist revolution, they can do that. Uh, there's plenty of things you can do. But, uh, you know, on these websites, we do need to uh, think about our students and whether we are blocking access constructively to some of our departments in the College of Liberal Arts. And the problems have all really been in the College of Liberal Arts at the University of Minnesota, whether we're blocking access denying educational opportunities to Jewish students, or as I say, you could in a different context to Muslim students. Uh, there are a lot of people in academia on the left who are very, very hostile to the traditional teachings of Islam. And, you know, that kind of thing just simply doesn't belong on a uh, faculty website. Talking to Richard Painter, University of Minnesota a law professor, about this uh, Title VI investigation underway now by the U.S. Department of Education. This is uh, basically the argument we're having all across the country, Richard, in that the, 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 the fine line between being able for a free exchange of ideas at public universities and colleges, which is where I think a lot of people want those conversations to take place, uh, and when they cross the line into something more than that, and I guess who feels victimized when that happens. Do you think that the, the, the based on these investigations happening, by the way, they're happening at, uh, I think, 98 other schools in addition to the University of Minnesota, that we'll come out on the other side of this with a better understanding of, I guess, what will and will be not allowed on these college campuses where people want to ex exchange free ideas. Well, I, I do think it depends on reasonable time, place, and matter. Uh, and giving a speech on a college campus uh, uh, the, the, is one thing uh, using a university website uh, for the department and the department taking a position uh, that is right there in the same place as the course listings is quite another. 
So there is a question of reasonable time, place, and matter. And then there's the question of what's a, a reasonable uh, statement to make. Uh, I mean, to uh, criticize Israel for the uh, incursion into uh, Gaza and the death toll, and uh, there are lots of things you can criticize the Israeli government for, just so like you can criticize our response to 9-11 mm-hmm. under President George W. Bush. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. We can have those conversations. But nobody after 9-11 said that uh, Osama bin Laden was somehow justified or had an excuse for what he did. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And that we were settler, colonial, whatever this business is in the United States, and that taking down the World Trade Center was just part of the resistance. I mean, if anybody had said that, they would have been laughed off campus. Uh, Why should uh, Israel and Jews be treated differently? I mean, that's uh, the other issue is the extreme extreme nature of these statements. We have a gender and women's studies department in CLA, the College of Liberal Arts. Gender and women's studies puts out a statement days after October 7, that nowhere acknowledges that Hamas uh, fighters rate uh, women and girls in Israel, civilians, and in some cases rape dead corpses. Uh, we have videotape of that, and they nowhere mention that. And they blame the attack on Israel on October 7 on Israel, and uh, that is just so extreme that while it may be First Amendment protected for an individual, I think it is, even though it's not, uh, it doesn't belong on the Gender and Women's Studies Department. The CLA dean, I've repeatedly asked Ann Weldon, the the dean of CLA, to get these taken down. She's never responded uh, to any of these inquiries, and it's one of many problems through our College of Liberal Arts uh, with respect to faculty speech and, and uneven, unfair treatment of faculty. They penalize the speech they do not like, and then they allow this kind of thing to be going on. And, 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 and we've tried in the university to address this, uh, and we don't seem to be getting it resolved. And I think it's time to bring in the Department of Education to, to talk to our College of Liberal Arts about what's appropriate and what's not. Is that, can you explain to me what the next step is, though, what the U.S. Department of Education will do now? Do you have an idea of how they conduct this investigation, what we might expect to see? I believe they will ask questions of the university about what's going on. They may ask for uh, to talk to some faculty, uh, faculty in the uh, uh, who feel that they or their students are affected by this. So they'll be gathering information. Uh, I doubt they'll be talking at all to the media until they have reached a conclusion. Uh, and there's also the possibility of an informal resolution, which is what we're hoping for, that there'll be a conversation about this with the university and uh, that we could get the websites taken down and that the College of Liberal Arts uh, would treat all of their faculty and students with respect and and have an even-handed and fair approach uh, to uh, faculty uh, and student speech uh, rather than selectively punishing what they don't like and then letting this kind of thing go forward. If those websites were taken down, would you be satisfied with that, or do you think other action needs to be taken? Well, I think a lot else needs to be done in the College of Liberal Arts to uh, to make the environment more hospitable 
uh, to students, uh, not just Jewish students, but others uh, have complained about, for example, we have a music uh, curriculum that focuses almost exclusively on white Western music, and that's required in order to graduate. I, I think that's probably a Title VI violation. We have other problems in College of Liberal Arts that are not willing to talk with people about and, and address. Uh, but uh, this one, of course, is the most immediate concern, uh, and uh, we need to make sure that our Jewish and our Muslim students feel welcome at the University of Minnesota. How confident do you feel in your position? I mean, you've obviously raising a lot of questions about the place that employs you. Uh, that's my job, uh, not just as a uh, professor at the law school, but as a citizen of Minnesota. I, I value uh, this great university we have, a public institution, uh, which uh, uh, needs to serve the people of this state and our students. And our students, of course, many of them come from all over the world. Uh, there's a lot we need to do. I was, I've been very critical of tuition increases. Uh, we need to make the University of Minnesota affordable. Uh, we need to reform our curriculum uh, to make sure that it is welcoming to all uh, uh, people. And uh, uh, there's a lot we need to do to make this a better university. And part of my job as a Minnesota uh, and someone who's been in higher education now for three decades, part of my job is to point these things out and to ask for change where it's needed. Uh, it's a very political-sounding answer. I know my good, esteemed colleague Chad Harmon had you on just last week and asked you about uh, your thoughts about running in the 3rd District. Uh, it was only a week ago, but uh, any uh, any decision uh, has been being, being made there, Richard? Well, I've, uh, I've met with the Democratic Farm and Labor Party with Ken Martin, and I'm going to be talking to others uh, about the possibility of seeking the Democratic Farm and Labor Party uh, endorsement. Uh, for that seat, I have considered running as an independent, uh, but I don't think I'll do that this year. There, there are various uh, consequences of that we're well aware of. I am a former Republican. Uh, I believe strongly in fiscal responsibility uh, and uh, uh, many of the traditional values of the Republican Party, but I don't think the Republican Party is going in the right direction right now. Uh, former Governor Arnie Carlson has been very supportive of my efforts here. He is a former Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, um, I'm planning to uh, explore this further with the DFL. Um, but I want to emphasize we have corruption uh, in both political parties in the United States. And this is not a time for the Democrats to sit back and, and point to the uh, uh, monstrosities of Donald Trump and then just say, well, we're the next best thing. Well, no, uh, we need... Uh, elected officials in this country who uh, are not influenced by special interests. Uh, the big money coming in from sulfide mining companies and others is trying to corrupt the legislature in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fossil fuel industry in Washington, I testified in front of the Senate Budget Committee uh, just last June about uh, the corruption of the United States Congress by the fossil fuel industry. We need to clean it all up. And this isn't a Democrat or a Republican agenda. This is about do we want a Congress that's responsive to the American people. Richard, thank you for the time. As always, we'll reach out again. We appreciate uh, your availability. Thank you very much for having me. Richard Painter, a law professor at the University of Minnesota. He and a former regent, Michael Shue, requested that U.S. Department of Education investigation based on anti-Semitic statements, alleged anti-Semitic statements made on University websites and confirmed today that the U.S. Department of Education is conducting that Title VI investigation. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.